Don't you? Have to go to the grocery store? No, no, don't you? Have to do the dishes? No, 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 don't you? Oh, have to record the podcast. Yeah. Welcome to Tay 2Z, where we chat about every Taylor Swift song in alphabetical order. I'm Devin. And I'm Gab, and we will be your hosts on this journey. In our last episode, we talked about Bye Bye Baby from Fearless, Taylor's version. And today we are talking about another vault song, Don't You, also from Taylor's version of Our second from the vault song. We love them. These vault songs, they're so good. What a treat. Just, uh, it's like the year of giving from Taylor. She's just gifted us so much. She just keeps giving. That's that's what she, that's just all that we could ask for from her. Except the fact that like, we don't really know what era we're supposed to be in at this point. (laughs) Yeah. And we're kind of having an identity crisis. A little bit. I saw some kind of meme where it's like current Taylor Swift era, and it's someone dressed in, like, lover, folklore, evermore, <laughs> and fearless Taylor's version outfit. It's really funny. Oh, so good. All the versions. Oh my gosh, so good. <laughs> Don't You is the 25th song on Fearless Taylor's version. Fearless Taylor's version was released on April 9th, 2021, and this song was co-written by Tommy Lee James. And this song has not been played in its current version live. So we're going to be talking about this just like we talked about Bye Bye Baby, mostly in the context of Taylor's version and what we have as this current version of Don't You. Yes. And at a certain point, if we ever get to see these songs performed, we might revisit Mm -hmm. and talk about that. Which, so, can't wait. So Devin, what do you think about Don't You? This one was the second one that hit a lot with me. The first of one- Of the vault songs? Of the vault songs, mm-hmm. yeah. So the first one, of course, was That's When. I mean, I am completely obsessed with That's When. Mm-hmm. That kind of took over my first week of listening to this album. Mm-hmm. And then Don't You kind of like started creeping in. Yeah. And it was like, it was like, ooh, actually, this is kind of like a sad bop. I kind of like this. I like a good sad you bop. You love sad bops. <laughs> love a good- I guess at the beginning of this process, I thought that I liked Taylor's ballads. I guess I just like her sad bops. <laughs> Devin Sad Bop John. That's me. That's me. (laughs) So I am currently incredibly obsessed with this song. Mm -hmm. Lyrically, it is incredibly simple. Mm -hmm. The verses are super short. The choruses are the same thing over and over again. And then it's an incredibly short bridge. It's Mm -hmm. like three or four lines of of a bridge. And yet, the groove just Mm -hmm. like... What Jack Antonoff was able to do with the production of this, he didn't help write it. Mm -hmm. Tommy Lee James was her co-writer on this, but Jack Antonoff produced it, and he played a lot of the instruments on it, the synths and everything. And his fingers on this (laughs) made it into a song that, you know, wouldn't have been what it would have been on regular Fearless. Absolutely, because she hadn't collaborated with him yet. And her sound was completely different. And so I have heard a couple of comments about how this song sounds like it's not fearless Mm -hmm, era mm -hmm. it's more kind of like 1989 era Mm -hmm. i get that because you know it's jack antonoff on it but what he's done with this song is kind of make it timeless it totally works now i feel like it'll work later i feel like it it's really cool and yeah it doesn't feel dated the way it might have 
Yeah, to that point about Jack producing this song and it not necessarily sounding like a Fearless song, I think it still sounds great on Fearless Taylor's version as a whole. Yeah. Like, I think what she did with the re-records and putting her on spit on it now, even though they mostly sound how they did, just elevated, Mm -hmm. and then having these vault songs... Even though they were written when she was younger, I feel like they can kind of sound how she chooses mm-hmm. and it could work. I don't totally. know. I don't, I, it didn't make me feel like it wasn't part of the album when I heard it. Same. I only recognized that when other Swifties were saying it. Same. And I'm, I don't know if it's just my ear. Like when you tell me a song was produced by Jack or when I read it, I'm like, oh, well, that's why I like it. He's so catchy. <laughs> like I get it. But I can't listen and just know that off the top of my head. I think my brain ear right. doesn't work that way. So I wouldn't have been able to pick out, oh, that doesn't quite sound like a Fearless song. Because to me, I was like, oh, it's a song from Fearless. Yeah, like, she you put all it on the album. Me sounds, mm-hmm. you know, more updated. Yep. Yeah. I mean, they all do. They all have current Taylor in them. I mean, she's basically just come out of Folklore Evermore world. And all of this collaboration. Yeah. Like, with totally with Jack different and, and Aaron Dessner. Yeah. And all of those new sounds that are now part of her, and she's kind of accumulated all of this new stuff, mm-hmm. that, like, it makes sense that her current sound is, a you know, amalgamation of all of that. Yeah, and, like, all these different layers to yeah. it. I love it. Yeah, and, and the reason why all of her songs from the original album sound pretty much like the original album is because that's what she needed and wanted. She wanted them to be verbatim for, you the know, re-recording and, and, and licensing purposes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's why they devalue her original recordings. That's the whole point. And so who knows if she had a way of re-recording these songs in a different way, Mm -hmm. would they sound different? Would they sound, you know, what would they add? Yeah, I would love to hear that. And I think it'll be really cool when we see them live. Yeah, hearing them acoustic. Because she can do whatever she Mm -hmm. wants to do once we see it live. And, oh, I want that two-day festival where she just plays her entire disco. We're going to get it. I want it it so bad. Our wedding weekend's going to turn into that. She's going to come and she's just going to play. Our wedding is just like (laughs) lover, folklore, evermore, re-record fest. (laughs) I think also when we say things don't quite sound or fit on an album, who are we to say that if Taylor put it on the album? I mean, obviously you can make whatever critique you have and you want, but if Taylor puts and wants all these things on the album, she's trying to say something with it. Absolutely. You know? So, And I don't really always understand the whole like, cohesion thing i think my brain doesn't quite get that Mm. so i mean honestly me neither yeah so i like it on fearless taylor's version and how lucky we are that we get this song to have it (laughs) and one more thing on it sounding differently is just that like i think that's what makes an album that you want to listen to all of the songs totally you know like for instance i listened to the new pentatonics album and every single song on there, and we listen to it in the car, every single song sounds exactly the same. Yeah, and like, it made it uninteresting. And, and the subject matter is exactly the same. It, all, it just is completely uninteresting and boring mm-hmm. because there's no change of anything. Yeah. And what Taylor is able to do on her albums is she has just this range mm-hmm. of feeling and meter and... And it's tone and emotion and instrumentation and how she herself sings the songs Mm -hmm. and different stories. And that's what makes her albums so unskippable. Yeah, absolutely. You know, whenever we get those questions on Instagram of like, what song would you skip? It's like really not easy to think of that because they're all so good. Yeah. And even songs that are, like, maybe some of my least favorites, I probably still wouldn't skip them. Yeah. I still like my least favorite Taylor songs way more than 
a lot of other artists' songs. Yeah. Yeah. So... Do I like this song? Heck yes. (laughs) The groove of it, the build of this song, Mm -hmm. the synths give it this really melancholy, like this song sounds, again, what the subject matter is. Totally, totally. Completely. As much as I love this song, the best part of this song Mm -hmm. is in the last time she sings the chorus and you get the echoes of the don't you. Oh, yeah. So when she sings, don't you, don't you, yeah, and she has the backup vocals singing that, mm-hmm. the second don't you, I just wanted that the whole song. Mm. Like, I wanted that, you know, sprinkled in the whole time. And the fact that they did it the last time through, when I first heard that part yeah. of the, the echo of the don't you, I was just like, oh my god, oh my god, <laughs> oh my god, this is just brilliant. This song is so good. And then, of course, the melodic line of the end of the chorus how it just like it like waterfalls down you know i like it's just oh it's so beautiful this song is gorgeous i love it so much it has quickly become one of my favorite yeah you've had it on on the album since taylor's version came out so so good how about you what do you think of it i also really love this song I also love sad bops and the sad bop vibe. Like, it's totally sad and emotional and, like, gets me in my feels. But it has such a great beat to it that it makes it so enjoyable to listen to. Right. So, like, if I'm listening to the lyrics and really, like, feeling them, I can feel them. But then if I'm, like, in the car and just want to have it on, it's also really just, like, good to bop to. Yeah. And, like, you can get both from the song, which is just so cool and just so Taylor. And it's also, like, super catchy. Like, it gets stuck in my head, and I have been singing it all the time. Like, it uh, just pops up. And I'm like, oh, yeah. About the sad bop, that has Jack written all over it, too, because a lot of his Bleacher songs are sad bops. That's so real. Like, all of them are, like, the most, you want to dance to them, but what he's talking about is, like, rough. Yeah, and and, heavy stuff. And heavy. The grooves and the beats are, like, so, like, peppy and, Mm -hmm. like, you know, we're going to sing and, like, we're going to sing through our feelings. Yeah. But they end up, they're actually about, like, really deep stuff. Yeah. So I think that that's partially him, too. Yeah. I think we mentioned it a little bit on the last episode, but, or maybe a couple episodes ago, but, like, we're... Delving into bleachers. Death by a Thousand Fully. Cats. Yeah. Was, yeah. Death by a Thousand Cats where we are definitely Jack stands. <laughs> yes. It's snuck up on us, but yeah. we're there. We're here. <laughs> yeah. And like, though the lyrics in Don't You are like fairly repetitive, they really tell such a clear and relatable story. You feel it regardless of when Taylor wrote it mm. in her life. It's relatable then. It's relatable now. Like mm-hmm. she writes it in such a clear way that you don't have to be any age to relate to that um, oh, feeling. Oh yeah, totally. And then I also just love how like emotional and vulnerable her voice is in the song. Mm, you know? Mm-hmm. Like it's just, her voice has a different quality to it and you just kind of can tap into that and feel how she's feeling. Yeah. Even if those emotions aren't raw and current to her now. It's so, so awesome. Yeah, she like sounds a little defeated. Mm-hmm. Like at the beginning. You yeah. Know, like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> it's different. That's like very different. And I feel like we wouldn't have gotten the re-record in this way if Folklore and Evermore hadn't yep, happened. I agree. It's completely influenced by it. Yeah. I know. (laughs) It's so cool. It's just so cool seeing, like, she's got so many tools at her disposal now, Uh, which we mentioned earlier. Devin, mm. can you relate to Don't You? Not personally. Mm. An experience like this has never happened to me. Mm -hmm. I can't say for people I've been in a relationship with if they, on the other side of it, 
felt this way Mm. at one point or another. There have been, you know, some exes in my past who I have seen Mm -hmm. down the line Mm -hmm. or whatever. And who knows, I can't speak for the other person in the relationship, Mm -hmm. but I have never felt the feeling of like, of like, oh, oh crap. Like, oh, here they come. Mm -hmm. I have to see them right now. But I understand that this is an experience that a lot of people have. Yeah. Especially like in high school and college when you're dating somebody and your friend groups are the same Mm -hmm. and you just have to like see them or if they're in the same program as you, (laughs) you know, musical theater programs are pretty small. So I have seen friends go through this. Mm -hmm. I've seen you go through this (laughs) and it's another, you know, thing of her being completely relatable and it, it sucks because one person has gotten over it and one person is not. Mm-hmm. And usually the person who's gotten over it was the person doing the breaking up. Mm-hmm. And maybe they do really want to be friends with you again. Maybe they do want you still in their life, but there's no way that like you can both do that mm-hmm. if one of you, you know, still has feelings yeah. or, and so it's sucky on both ends. Yeah. And this sort of feeling of like, if I still love you, like, why don't you, mm-hmm. you know, like, if you aren't going to be with me, like, why are you talking to me? Like, like, why are you you smiling at me? Right. But then that person is probably like, well, I, I still think you're cool and I still want to be friends with you. But like, how is that possible? Yeah. You know, like at that point, if you've been together years or whatever, and you have all that history, how are you supposed to do something different? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So what about you? I like absolutely can relate to the feeling (laughs) when you run into your ex for the first time after a breakup. And it just sucks, like, a lot. For one of my exes, it happened to me while I was at a mall shopping with my mom at an Urban Outfitters. (laughs) And it caught me completely off guard because, like, I was at an Urban Outfitters. Like, he hadn't shopped there. You know, and I'm at the mall with my mom. It's not somewhere where you think you're going to run into your ex for the first no. time. You Urban know? Outfitters, no. I can't remember any of the details other than that, but I just remembered being, like, mortified and Oof. not knowing to do. And then my mom not knowing what oh, to no. do. <laughs> and she just froze and, like, probably just, like, walked away or something. I don't even really remember the timeline of it, but it's even worse when you run into that person and your heart is still broken. And it seems like they're doing totally fine mm. and are super nice when you run into them. And so, like, the bridge I find really relatable. So I walk out of here tonight, try and go on with my life, and you can say we're still friends, but I don't want to pretend. So if I see you again, don't you smile at me and ask me how I've been. Mm -hmm. I think I touched on this a little during our All You Had to Do Was Stay episode, Mm -hmm. but it really sucks when the person who broke your heart wants to be friends and, like, keeps pushing for it. I think it really depends on the length of the relationship and the depth of the Mm -hmm. hurt. Um, If exes can be friends right and how you ended things and how things yeah ended if they were respectful if it wasn't you know yeah i think i just don't operate in the way where i can be friends with exes who really hurt or disrespected me i think it's just a boundary i put in place like for myself and then also for my current partner because you don't want to like hurt that person either by a friendship that is unnecessary right and you know i really truly like love my friends and want to give them as much of my time as possible so i don't really think that you have to be friends with your exes. I don't think I have time no. to be friends with my exes, you know? Yeah. I, you know, I have friends who are <clears throat> close to me and important, and those are the people who get my time. But yeah, this that kind of lingering thing is really annoying. Yeah. I remember in my past, I had an ex who would, like, like pictures that are were just of me on Facebook, which is, like, really dating us because, like, 
I don't go on Facebook anymore. But I remember being just so annoyed. Like, why are you doing this? Like, we don't get to be friends. That's just not how it's going to work. So I definitely, like, relate to that part of the song for sure. I mean, it can have something to do with being over the person or not, but I think a lot of it has to do with just, like, feeling disrespected and not needing that person to be your friend. Sure. Like, there's nothing that says you have to be friends with someone who hurt you. No. So I think it's an important boundary to put. And if there's anyone out there who thinks that they have to be friends with their exes, like, you don't have to be. If you want to be and you're in an okay place to do that, that's totally fine and healthy. But it's not like one is more healthy than the other. It's really about what's right for you. Absolutely. Now we get to the section of... Gossip. If you're currently listening to this episode and didn't already listen to our Bye Bye Baby episode, I mention what the Fearless Taylor's version from the Vault songs are on mm-hmm. that episode. So go back and take a listen. Um, I put a quote from Taylor in. But they're just songs that Taylor wrote between the ages of 16 and 18 during the Fearless era and for one reason or another didn't end up on the Fearless album and she chose to release them during her re-records as an extra bonus for her fans. Mm. A fun thing that Taylor did when releasing these songs on April 2nd, 2021, Taylor teased the titles of the vault tracks through an animated clip containing scrambled anagrams while Don't You played backwards in the video. It was so good. <laughs> it sounded so weird and wacky. <laughs> yeah. And it was slowed down. Yeah. Taylor captioned the post, the vault door is about to be as unhinged as you'll think I am after you watch this video. Oh. <laughs> Which is just such a funny Taylor post uh, because she knows how like Swifties love an Easter egg, Swifties love decoding and figuring things out and the fact that not only did she release the titles of the songs and like who they were featuring in these weird anagram scrambles but she also put one of the songs backwards and we figured it all out people decoded the lyrics backwards it was amazing yeah people had like their notebooks out and were like writing down the anagrams and stuff posting pictures and they're like i don't know what this one is it was so so good and taylor called it expert level and like her fans decoded this expert level in like five minutes. Like, yeah, like <laughs> the same day, like really fast. People were ready for it. And she then revealed the full track listing of the album the next day. It was really cool. Though. It was cool. And it was just so fun because like seeing how she plays with the fandom and off the fandom because she knows how much we love this stuff. Uh, it's great. I love it. And the, it was unhinged. Oh, it was amazing. <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah, just the fact that she's just so in tune with what her fans want yeah. from her and everything. It's really cool. It's really cool. About Don't You, Taylor said, We wrote it about the idea of seeing someone that you used to have a thing for and seeing them out in public for the first time after you've heard that they've moved on, that you know your life is kind of in shambles and they have moved on and they're really happy. And it's almost like even them being nice to you hurts you because Mm. you're like in such a state of pain and you haven't moved on yet. And given this week that we're recording this and that Olivia Rodrigo's song Good For You just came out last week. So good. There's so many similar elements in these two songs, which is really cool because she's so inspired by Taylor and Mm -hmm. she's a Swifty but I just couldn't help thinking reading that quote like your life's in shambles and like they've moved on I couldn't stop thinking about good for you which takes kind of like the angry approach to this feeling 
which is a great song if you haven't listened to it. It's so good. So <laughs> so good. Since Taylor wrote all of the Vault songs between the ages of 16 to 18, many Swifties suspect that the ex in question in Don't You is Joe Jonas, ah. who Taylor famously dated leading up to the Fearless era. Yep. You know, I think the song is vague enough that it could or couldn't be about anyone specifically. Like, we do know that's who she dated around this time, but it could also just be a feeling of you know, general breakup feeling yeah. that she was delving in from her past and whatnot. Totally. Um, it doesn't feel as specific as, you know, Forever and Always, which right. is another breakup song or from Mr. this era. Or Mr. Perfectly Fine. <laughs> yes, which is such a good vault song. Oh. Very excited to that get to one that is, one. Yeah, I think that might be, no, I don't know. Might, might be my favorite vault song. Maybe. I haven't decided yet. I've got to listen all, more. They're all so good. So good. Yeah. What a, what a treat. Devin, what's your favorite <laughs> line from Don't You? My favorite line because a, a lot of these lines are just like stream of consciousness. Yeah, just they like, are. You know, like, hey, I knew I'd run to you somewhere. and It's kind of like know. a diary entry. Yeah, it might, yeah maybe it is. Mm. But the the one that is artsy enough, or art, the artsiest to me. Okay, okay. Is my heart knows what the truth is. Oh. You know? Yeah. And that's so true because your brain, like, you can... Your brain will tell you all sorts of stuff, mm-hmm. you know. And if you're in, when you're in that sort of space or in this head space of like, like, oh, they're looking at me, but they're looking at me, they're looking at me, and and should I say something to them or la 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 la? la. But in your heart, you know he's wrong for you. Mm-hmm. You know he, he, your heart knows that he hurt you. Yeah, your heart knows all of this. It's the brain that messes that all up. Interesting. My heart knows what the truth is. Because your brain is the logical and the rational thinking one, or sometimes irrational, Mm -hmm. and can make you think weird things, like maybe they still like me Mm -hmm. when they're dating somebody else. Yeah, yeah. You know? Or they hurt me really bad, but right now they're saying to me that they love me, Mm -hmm. so I'm going to go back to them. Yeah. But your heart always knows they're either wrong for you or they're right for you. It's it's like one or the other, Mm. you know? The heart doesn't have feelings. It just knows. Oh, wow. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know if I've always been able to differentiate between my head and my heart. Like, I can understand it now, years later, looking back on past things. But I think at the time, I always, I couldn't necessarily. And, like, the difference between infatuation and love. Like, sometimes that's really hard, too. Yeah. Well, and this song kind of goes to the idea that a lingering relationship and lingering feelings is it's really hard sure something's ended but you can't you're getting mixed signals or they've moved on but your heart's still stuck in it it's it's challenging when someone's nice to you you're like wait what yeah (laughs) yeah yeah you're like wait have they changed that's a great line yeah i like that one a lot Mm -hmm. how about you what is your favorite line i really like the line don't you say you've missed me if you don't want me again Mm. it's just the most unfair thing you can do when you break up with someone is say, I miss, I miss you. you. That is so not fair. And if you are a dumper, just don't send that text. Ever. It's not fair, especially not fair. if you don't want to be with the person. I've been in a situation like that, and it lingered on for like a year after the breakup. I, I have made that that mistake before. It's just... I have made that text. It's so not fair. Because it's, it's not fair. It's very selfish in the sense where like the person, that person's in a either like a low state or a lonely state and yep. wants that attention, but they could have had it if they hadn't broken up with you. Uh-huh. All you had to do was stay. Stay! <laughs> yeah. I mean, ugh. Like, that I miss you text, there's like nothing ugh. more brutal than it. I mean, I literally thought for almost a year I, I was going to get back together with an ex who 
did not want to get back together with me, but all the signals were pointing that they did. Mm-hmm. And that's just not fair. Yeah. It's not. Ugh. I know. So, Gab, on a scale of one to ten, don't use. <laughs> I couldn't get creative with this one. It works. It she works. She says it a lot. She says it a lot. <laughs> and it's the name of the song. It is the name of the song. What would you give this song? Ooh, this is hard because we've only had this song for, what, a month? Yep. So I feel like my ratings change the more or less time I spend with a song. Sure. So I'm grading now on kind of a recency bias, I'd say. Okay. So right now I'm going to give Don't You an 8. Okay. Because I really like it. I love listening to it. I don't think it's one of the more complex versions of her songs. Sure. And like especially holding up against other songs, I don't think it's better than a lot of her other songs. Yeah. But I really like it. Yeah. So I have to rate it well. Yeah. You know, I I don't want to rate it low just because I don't think it's as well written as some other songs because I just like it. Yeah. So I'm going to give it an eight. I love that. What about you from one to ten don't use? This is, yeah, it's a, it's it's a hard. tricky one. Yeah. This is tricky. These vault songs are tricky because they're newish to, they're, I mean, incredibly new to mm-hmm. us and some of them are really good. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if they're going to stand the test of like a year from now. Am I still going to love this song? Yeah. Well, we reserve the right to re-rate. <laughs> 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 and as we've been doing, we've been doing like current top 20s and yeah. like, you know, they change. Obviously, everybody's everybody changes yeah. except for all too well. That stays right at the top. Yeah, it does. <laughs> forever. forever. <laughs> so I think I'm going to give this a nine. Okay. Wow. Because I jam with this. Yeah, you have not stopped listening I jam to with it. this a lot. Yeah. Is it a 10 yet? Like, has it breached my top 20? I don't think so. Mm. I think I think I need some more time with it uh-huh. and maybe compare it to a couple of other like maybe like my 18th 19th and 20th song yeah to listen see, to them all in order mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to see like which of them i actually do love the most but this song this song bops and this song i listen to it over and over again because i want the echo of the don't use more so i i just listen to it i listen literally like sometimes just to like the last time through the chorus yeah that- sometimes you, Devin does that a lot, guys, and it drives me crazy. I get it, but like, like, one, I'm like why are you listening part, just to the end of this yeah, song? <laughs> there will be like one part of the song that really. Yeah, there's like, like one like oh that you mm-hmm, like. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, I'll give it a nine. Okay. Yeah. High ratings for our vault song. Yeah. Nice. Keep listening along with us. Be sure to check us out on Instagram at Tata Z Podcast and give us all your thoughts. What is your favorite vault song? Ooh, yeah. Do you also love Don't You? Mm. Do you hate Don't You? Oh. Did you know about this song before it was officially released? Mm-hmm. We want to hear all your thoughts, so please, please share them with us on our Instagram. Also, be sure to follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you're listening to this right yeah. now. And if you have a moment, please write us a review on Apple Podcasts. Yeah. It would really help us. So next episode, we will be covering Dorothea Ooh, from Evermore. Ooh, love another Evermore, Evermore song. Songs. Love Dorothea. So yeah. A lot of really good Swifty art for Dorothea. Yeah. Really cool. Nice. Come hang with us. I'm Devin. And I'm Gab. This has been Tavisy. Thanks for listening. See you next time. <laughs>